Imagine that your mother died when you were young and your father remarried a few years later. At first, the woman is kind and she has two daughters that are around your age. Everything seems fine, but when your father gets into an accident and passes away, your stepmother and her daughters turn abusive, treating you like a servant. The only way out is through a marriage to the royal heir. But you lose your shoe at the ball, and the royal that fell in love with you and danced the whole night with you doesn't remember your face. So they go around to every house in the kingdom to find you. And when they do, you live happily ever after. It's a tale as old as time in a beloved children's movie created in the 1950s by Walt Disney and his monopoly of a company. But what some may forget, or even not know, even if you have seen the 2014 film Into the Woods, is that this loving story has a much, much darker plot than Singing Birds and Helpful Mice. So for everyone listening right now, this is just a warning ahead. Uh, this episode is filled with very explicit themes, so if there is something that makes you feel uncomfortable, this episode might end up doing it, so feel free to click out of it. We have no issue with that at all. But be warned, there are some very gruesome things that happen in this episode. Hey guys, welcome back to Tales of Grim. I'm your host, Tori. And this is Tyler. I take it we're talking about Disney. You think? I, I, it's a good guess. I don't know. I could be wrong. <laughs> so if you guys are as much of a Disney nerd as I am, you will love or possibly hate this because it will ruin your childhood. What if our childhood is already ruined? Then I don't know what to say, honestly. <laughs> Dang. All right, well, good to maybe, know. Maybe this will bring some light because there's a lot of bad stuff in these stories. Is it spooky? It's creepy and dark, but there are no, like, ghosts oh. or hauntings, sadly. Dang. So we're talking about the scary uh, Cinderella? As well as some other various Grimm's Brother tales. Cool. Let's uh, get Grim up in here. You know, Tales of Grim. <laughs> okay, so like I said in the intro, Cinderella is mainly about the inability of the main character to keep her shoes on. Now, most of the story is basically the same. Mom dies, dad remarries, and stepmother and stepsisters are abusive. Plot twist, though. The dad was just as bad as the woman he marries and her two devil children. In fact, not only does he not allow his own daughter to go to the ball, but when she tries to escape on the first and second night, one in a pigeon coop and one in a pear tree, the dad takes an axe to both and destroys them to try and get her out. Wait, so why is she trying to escape? Well, just the usual, like, spells gonna wear off, Cinderella kind of stuff. Wanted well, to go home, she was tired. It's Wait, like a so, three-day so affair. Oh, okay. I was thinking, like, this is all in one night. So that's a big difference. Yeah, so you've never seen Into the Woods, have you? Yes, I have. You have? Yes. Um, so even in that version, there, that version actually sticks a lot with the Grimm's Tales. Um, so there's three knights, and there's, like, gold dress and gold shoes and all of that stuff. So that's, a, I guess, another difference between the original and the Grimm's version. So what, what was her goal each time she was going to escape? Like on the first night, she tried to escape, and then what? I think she was just 
tired and wanted to go home. <laughs> Either that or the spell was going to wear off. One of those two. Wait, okay. Sorry, I'm confused. So she went to the prince's place and she's trying to escape the prince's place. But her dad is the one that cut down the tree? Okay, so in the story, she goes to the ball to meet the prince. You know, everyone from around the kingdom is going. At night, when she, I guess, grows tired, she says she wants to go home. But then the prince is like, no, wait, like, I want to meet who you, and I think it says belong to, basically, like, who her father is. Okay. And she's like, oh, I can't get caught. I need to go. So the first night, she jumps into a pigeon coop, and the second night, it's a pear tree. Interesting. Okay. Yeah, so she's already trying to escape like leave the party and then when the dad recognizes that this is an odd behavior he thinks oh this might actually be my daughter all right <laughs> little odd i yeah I'm sure all right keep going <laughs> <laughs> so of course cinderella escapes both nights but on the third night she leaves her shoe on the steps so the prince can go after her and in the morning, when the prince finally comes to the house, I guess he didn't go through the whole kingdom. He just recognized, no, there's this axe-murdering guy that was there both nights. Maybe I should go to his house to see if it's actually his daughter. So that's actually smart of him. The dad basically disowns her by saying, there is still a stunted little kitchen wench which my late wife left behind, but she cannot possibly be your bride. How horrible is that? That's pretty bad. So no wonder, like, the dad wasn't actually in the Disney movies. Yeah, honestly, I can get that, too. Because in the original Disney one and in the remake, I believe Kate Blanchett played the stepmother or... There was no dad. Like, the dad died in an accident. Now, like in the Disney version, the sisters both had a chance to try on the shoe, but one had to cut off her big toe and the other had to cut her heel off in order for the shoe to fit. It was dripping with blood and I don't know how the gold slippers didn't stain, but that is disgusting. And if that isn't bad enough, when the sisters went to the wedding, the pigeons flew down and pecked their eyes out. And I think there's even a version where Cinderella had her stepsisters made into jam and then sent to her stepmother. And the stepmother didn't even realize it was her children until she saw the bones at the bottom. So, kind of dark. Yeah, that's savage. Dang, Cinderella's kind of a murderer. Possibly. Also, what do they do to the pigeons? Uh, so the pigeons in this one kind of act as like, you know, the helpful forest creatures that's the regular cinderella is used to like the little mice and the little birds and wow all that she stuff. has like birdemic on demand <laughs> each time they pass like a certain willow i want to say the birds chirped and like sang a song or something that basically told that the two stepsisters were not the right one for the prince and that's when he looked down and saw the blood for each and then oh. when he and Cinderella rode past, the birds were like, nah, this is your girl. You're good. So that's only one of the demented, darker versions of our lovable Disney stories. Snow White in itself is dark. 
I mean, an evil queen gets jealous of her seven-year-old stepdaughter. Also, how many of the Grimtails are we going through today? Uh, three. Oh. Yeah. We have Cinderella, we have Sleeping Beauty, and right now we're going to be doing Snow White. Dang, you had this whole big opening spiel for Cinderella and left out Snow White and Sleeping Beauty. Are they not good enough for you, Tori? Is Cinderella, like, the top one? I mean, I kind of like uh, Beauty and the Beast more. La Belle and La Bête. Interesting. All right. Yeah. Tell me more about the Snow White. <laughs> So not only is the queen jealous of her seven-year-old stepdaughter and sends a huntsman out to not only kill her, but rip her heart out. Chris Hemsworth? Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So why did the huntsman? Yeah, except uh, Bella Swan isn't in this one. Yeah. So sad. I mean, eh. I thought it was weird when the original queen decided she wanted a daughter after seeing her own blood on a snow-white pile. But to get jealous of a seven-year-old girl is absolutely absurd. So, like in the movie, Snow White breaks down in tears before the hunter can kill her, and he lets her go like a decent human being should. And instead, he carves out the heart of a young boar to give to the queen. And she not only takes this as proof that Snow White is dead, but she has the cook salt it. Not cook it. Salt it. And then she ate it. So she ate raw She stuff. ate a raw heart. Ah, with a little salt. Just, yeah, just a little salt. Just blood smeared on her face after that. Yeah, probably made her look a few years younger for some time. I did it, though? I mean, like, I know that's blood a weird thing in some, like, sacrifices, but does it really do that? Yeah, blood is supposed to get rid of um, wrinkles, kind of. If there is someone that knows anything about blood that's listening, please let us know, because I feel like that's false. <laughs> I mean, I know this is getting a little off topic, but I know that there was, like, a vampire duchess or whatever in, like, the 15, 1600s that would, like, kidnap young women from the village, kill them, and bathe in their blood. Yeah, I want to say there was also Madame... Laveau oh yeah like that. that's i don't think that's exactly her name but she was the one that used to like take her slaves kill them and bathe in their blood mm -hmm. yeah and she had like a whole like powder jar that just had like blood in it so she could smear it on her face yeah what a weirdo i mean two instances in history where women are obsessed with that so maybe it does work I don't she know. was in a very good sample pool <laughs> true but it's a very odd and kind of disgusting thing to do yes <laughs> so it's not a normality honestly so while the queen is eating her heart poor snow white is running through a dark forest at night and no lie that would terrify me just the scene in the movie was enough to scare me as a kid and i cannot imagine being in her shoes so, unlike the movie, when the queen finds out that Snow White is still alive now, living with seven men, she sits off to do what the huntsman could not. Only, it took her three tries. Each time... Wait, three tries to what? To try and kill her. Oh. Third time's a charm. <laughs> Basically, in this, and they're both really odd ways to kill her, I guess. Ooh, alright, let's hear I it. I'm excited. 
at least the first one is, and I'll tell you why the second two are. Okay. Um, <laughs> so each time she went by the cottage as an old beggar woman, no, there was no magic. She just painted her face, I guess, and put on raggedy clothes and a cloak. And she offered Snow White these beautiful things or delicious or whatever she could find in the palace, I guess. So the first one was beautiful lace that Snow White just had to have. It was so pretty. She had to have it. And the queen thought that she had died because when the queen laced Snow White up very quickly, I might add, Snow White passed out because she couldn't breathe. Dang. So that obviously didn't do the trick. The second was a poisonous hair comb that I guess the poison only works when you wear it because Snow White woke up when one of the dwarves took it out of her hair. And That's the, not poison at all. <laughs> it's like a... I don't know. I guess like in D&D terms, the only thing I can think of is like a poisonous arrow that if you pull it out, you don't get any damage. Ah. An enchanted comb. I guess. Cursed comb thing. When you use it, you fall asleep. That's a good D&D item. <laughs> that would be. But not if the enemy's bald. Yeah. yeah. True. <laughs> use it on their mustache. <laughs> Guy passes out. Hey, why does Sam has a, have a comb in his mustache? You don't comb your mustache? What are you, like a peasant? <laughs> it's a hipster uh, barbarian right there. <laughs> and of course, the third time was a classic apple. Each time the dwarves had warned her, but she, of course, never listened and ended up in a clear coffin that had her name written in it and that she was the king's daughter. And you know how she wakes up? It's not because of true love's kiss. No, that would be romantically creepy. Instead, a prince from a neighboring kingdom just saw her dead body and fell in love with her. He fell in love with a dead body. Is that weird? Necrophilia. Like, I don't know if he was going to do anything, but in the story, he literally just wants to bring the casket to his home because he's like, I can't live without her. What a freak. I know. Really weird. Yeah. So he fell in love with her, except she wasn't dead because when the dwarves accidentally tripped while carrying her to the prince, her back hit a stump and a piece of the apple was dislodged from her throat. Wow, she got the Heimlich from the rock. (laughs) The best kind of Heimlich you can think of. (laughs) I I guess. (laughs) (laughs) So So, so the dwarves were just like willy-nilly helping the prince? They didn't like care that their friend was now in a casket? Like well, dead? they they put her in a casket, and at first they were like, no, no one should disturb her. They couldn't bear to bury her in the ground, so that's why she's in the glass casket. But then when the prince professed his love and said that no harm would come to her and yada, 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 I guess the dwarves were like, all right, who are we to come in between true love? And basically started carrying either Snow White or her casket over to the prince. All right. What what good friends they are, you know? Yeah. I mean, they've only known her for a few days, week max. Ah. And they couldn't bury her? They've known her for like less than a week and they're like, nah, we can't bury this girl. Because of how beautiful she was and how kind she was to them and... 
All of that stuff Snow White should be. Right. So let's just watch her body decay through glass. Got it. Yeah, apparently. <laughs> it's weird. Everyone in these are weird. I mean, it's the Grimm's Tales, so there are a lot weirder ones than this, I think. Tales of Grimm. Eh? Eh? It's like there's a, you know, little thing we're trying to plug there, you know? Eh? Maybe? They're already listening to us. Yeah, that's a good point. Are they, though? Are people actually listening? I don't know. Comment if you are. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, of course, they lived happily ever after. After they had killed the stepmother by inviting her to the wedding and making her dance on hot iron shoes till she dropped. That is major revenge. They made her dance on hot shoes. That sucks. I guess that's what you get for trying to kill your seven-year-old stepdaughter. Also, she got married at seven years old. Yeah, that's pretty gross. Seven. Yep. Yeah, unless I am missing some time skip in there where possibly the dad died because I don't even know where her father is at this point. He remarried the evil queen and is never heard from ever in the story. So I don't know where the hell he is. What a grim ending to this. But. You know, I would actually say gruesome, but that's not even the most gruesome. The last one I'm going to talk about is our beloved and angelic Briar Rose, or as most of you might know her as, Sleeping Beauty, or Princess Aurora. I was going to say, wasn't it Aurora? Yes. Ah. So her common name when she's in the cottage, she goes by Briar Rose. And then because she sleeps for X amount of time, she's Sleeping Beauty, but then her princess name is Aurora. Interesting. So, Gotta get that stage name in there. <laughs> of course. Okay, so before I dig into the creepy details, I just want to say that, one, the queen was told that she would have a daughter by a frog while she was bathing. Wait, so like the dad was a frog? No. So when she was bathing, she kind of wish that she would have a daughter and a frog jumped up and he's like you shall have a daughter within the year wow psychic frogs that can talk it's, it's kind of creepy that she's taking a bath and a frog is like don't worry i got you you're gonna have a daughter you ready to leap just let me know when <laughs> <laughs> i'm feeling froggy <laughs> <laughs> let's hop to it <laughs> The second thing I wanted to point out is the only reason that the princess was cursed in the first place is because there were 13 wise women, but only 12 plates. So one naturally had to stay at home, and she was very bitter about it. The last thing that I pointed out is that the Grimm's version isn't even the dark one here. It really isn't. Oh. The darkest part about it is when the princess falls asleep, so did the whole kingdom. And a huge wall of vines grew around the castle that would trap and kill anyone that tried to break through. Devil Snare. <laughs> Harry Potter. Basically, just yeah. the Grimm's version of it. <laughs> the creepiest version of the story actually comes from, and I'm sorry if I mispronounce this, Giambattista Basile, who is an Italian writer who wrote Sun, Moon, and Talia. In this version, Talia isn't a princess, but the daughter of a great lord. And instead of a spindle, 
a wise astrologer predicted that she was in great danger from a splinter of a flax. What is that? Honestly, it's a very pretty blue flower, and the seeds are used for um, like some type of clothing. So naturally, the Lord forbade it from his home, but a prediction is a prediction, so it came true. Not wanting to be reminded of his dead daughter, he placed her in one of his countryside mansions, locked the door, and left. Sad, but not too bad yet. Unfortunately, a while later, the king stumbled upon the house and broke in because his falcon flew in and decided not to come out. And he stumbled upon the young woman. Apparently, he was so taken by her beauty that he raped her, thinking that she was just asleep. And then he returned to his queen in the kingdom. Oh my god. Yeah. Wait, so is this one like the OG story or is this written after the Grimm Brothers? I mean, I know the Grimm's Tales are basically just written down versions of stories that have been passed down through like generations. So the Grimm's Brothers didn't write them, they just wrote them down. Got it. So maybe they heard this one and revised it or I don't know. Maybe this one was too dark for them. Okay, okay. Luckily, she wasn't really dead, much like Snow White wasn't. And when she gave birth nine months later, her baby sucked the splinter out of her finger because they couldn't find her breast. Apparently, fairies helped deliver the babies, so that kind of makes sense. But then we never hear from them again. So when the king returned, wanting to see Talia again, or maybe do a little bit more to her, he was overjoyed to see that she had actually birthed two babies. Luckily, he came clean and told her what happened. You know that he raped her and all of that stuff. And they created a friendship and he stayed with her for a few days. Sadly though, the queen grew suspicious of her husband's activities since he would call out Talia and their two children, Sun and Moon, in his sleep. She ended up threatening the king's poor secretary and he spilled everything about Talia and the cottage. Yet left out how the king literally raped the poor girl in her sleep. Hearing of this, the queen decided to send for the babies in order to have the chef cook them for her husband for dinner. Luckily, the chef had common sense and gave the babes to his wife for safekeeping. Either way, the queen watched as her husband ate his meat and tried to hint that it was actually his children, but the king didn't get it. So while he was away, the queen sent for Talia, and she made a huge bonfire in her courtyard that was that she was basically going to push Talia in. But the king came just at the right time, and instead of Talia going into the fire, it was the queen and secretary. The king was even about to push the chef in, but the chef came clean about the babies and was spared and given a great reward. And everyone lived happily ever after. Talia even married the king, and the babes turned into a prince and princess. Now, I love Disney, and I enjoyed researching these stories, but they are so dark and twisted. Like, I couldn't imagine some of these scenarios. And as I was reading, I'm like, okay, like, I know some of this stuff. Wait, the dad did what? She did what now to who? It's very shocking. Yeah, they're pretty messed up. They really should remake all the movies, but, like, in their darker forms. I think that would be super interesting. Yeah. 
But then again, that might mess with Disney, and they probably have copyright hold on that, so that probably wouldn't happen. I mean, they might have versions of their own that they have copyrights, but I don't think they can actually copyright, like, the original. Then again, this is also Disney, so... They own it. Maybe they do. Disney owns it all. <laughs> I accept it. Disney's our overlord. Freaking monopoly of a company. Oh, yeah, 100%. It's great. They have Marvel and Star Wars. That's all you need, really. Like, they're alone. And nice little princesses now. Nice little princesses. They're growing more independent and they have less princes. Mm-hmm. Wow, those are very interesting. Which one is your, uh, your favorite? Out of those three, I think maybe Cinderella out of those three would be my favorite because it is about a woman that basically makes her own dreams come true by mm -hmm. going to the ball and falling in love with the prince and all of that stuff. She didn't let anyone ruin her happiness. She just had a little magical help. Yeah. And she watched her stepsisters, like, cut off their foot and pieces and... I don't think she saw that happen. Oh. I think she was still, like, in the kitchen or up in the attic or whatever. Dang. Yeah. It's pretty crazy. So was there... There was a fairy godmother in the Cinderella one. In this one, there was no fairy godmother per se um it was actually during one of the dad's trips he asked the three girls what they wanted the two stepsisters said things like gold or jewels or a pretty flower or something like that but she only wanted a branch from a specific tree and when he gave it to her she planted it out in the backyard and basically wept by it every day so it grew. And then there was like this whole song that would be sung. And then her dress turned into gold. And dang. her wooden shoes turned into gold and silver. And yeah. Well dang. Those are very interesting. Um, if you guys definitely enjoy this grim episode. Be sure to tell us on Instagram and Twitter. And all that fun stuff. Or if you have any other Grimm's Tales that you want us to research. I will happily do that. I have the book with me. I'm capable of it. So just comment which story and, yeah, listen up. Yeah, her book has golden pages. It's pretty cool. <laughs> Anyways, well, thanks for listening, everyone, and we will see you next week. See ya.